0: But watch out for Plastic pagans, because most of the bullshit that we we've, we've fight against constantly that is based on absolutely nothing is from the Plastic pagans. All right, this is Hyperborean Radio. We're back. I'm Celtic God. The Lorekeeper is here. Yes, I am. We're feeling all sorts of rested and
1: revivified. I like yes, that word. Yes, all the words. We've got the verb and the gumption. Yeah, let, let's start with... Um, The definition of what we're talking, about, uh, right? Plastic paganism. So go ahead and and explain it because you coined it. So I'll let you explain it. So plastic paganism is not pop paganism. Pop paganism is something we talked about in a previous podcast to just people that take pop culture as if it's the actual lore. Plastic paganism is actually more in reference to the artificiality and specifically the plastic being referred to here is not just the feel of artificialness and sort of pretend. But it's also credit cards, because how people are basically able to do plastic paganism is they spend money, they spend a lot of money, and then they end up basi- well they're
0: they're buying their spirituality they're buying it it's do. a
1: it's a commodity, it's not an actual spirituality and what what it basically turns into is it's like someone that wants to be a shaman but then well, st-
0: the thing is we all know we've all seen these people, we might not know them personally, but we've seen it
1: oh yeah, we have. But, like, someone wants to become a shaman, whatever. So instead of, you know, going out into the woods or whatever and trying to do hermit or shaman or witch or whatever stuff from actual history and lore, they spend a few thousand dollars buying bear fur from a fur farm. They buy a mask. They get a bunch of runic tattoos. They have, like, an Odin is my homeboy t shirt. They have. I finally got my drum in the mail. Yeah, I got my drum in the mail and my set of runes from carved from a Norwegian yew tree. Oh, and I ordered this wonderful set of
0: 100% natural tallow candles. Yes. We've all seen this before and it's it's really Well, and I've seen It's empty, it's it, hollow, it's worse than that actually, it, it's detrimental.
1: Well, it's yes, because here's the thing is you if it's if you can buy it, it's not spirituality. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Well, now,
0: this is going to be my one moment of trying to be fair. So for anybody that made it through that first little bit here, you get to hear Celtic God trying to be fair. Some people have been fooled into thinking that they have to have these things or they're not pagan.
1: Well, and I've actually had to. I've had people actually say that to me, like they'll start talking about the Armanian ruins, which. That's a whole nother kettle right. of fish that well, I could rant about. The
0: reason why why I brought why I said that though is because I've had people actually literally come to tears when I'm talking to them and they're like, but I have to have this stuff or I'm not pagan. No, you don't. You really you don't. You've been lied to. You you've been misled. You don't if you need stuff for any spirituality, it is not spirituality. It's not that you can't have the stuff, but you don't need the stuff It doesn't make you more spiritual. It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make you anything
1: other than a person that just has stuff. Well, and here's the thing is because you don't read the runes, it does not make you not pagan. In fact, you're more pagan than the person who's trying to read the runes because the reading of runes was invented by Hasbro. Well, and
0: the, the old, because there are old writings saying that this person or that person re- read the runes it's not the same context as it is today. And typically if you read the things that actually describe this, the the stories actually describing this in the historical context, usually they would go outside. So it's like reading uh, the signs is a yeah, that 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 would be a better translation. translation is reading the signs, but it's like oh, my left knee is it's stiff, so it's going to rain tomorrow because it hasn't rained in a while. The reality of the stiff knee is just The weather's going to change. It's how people with arthritis know when it's going to rain, when it's not going to, or when it's going to stop raining. The joints swell and it aches, and they've just paid attention.
1: Well, and you can see elements of it in nature, like one of the signs that it's going to rain is is when the leaves leaves turn.
0: Yeah. Or they're thirsty. They're, they're, They're waiting for rain to happen. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to rain, but if you're in the north, it rains fairly regular, and then... You know the soil is getting dry because the leaves are turning upside down and they're waiting for rain. And usually by the time the soil dries out, that's when rain is coming because that's just how things work out. And trees do have a pseudo-intelligence.
1: Well, they'll actually take care well, of I'd their Well, I'd say sick. that they
0: have a perfect a perfect tree intelligence.
1: Yes. They'll take care of their sick. They will actually release things for to discourage predators, right. warning now, signs to Now, do they have trees. deep
0: conversations about the meaning of the worms crawling around their roots? I doubt it. Maybe. But I'm not a tree, so I don't know.
1: Well, it's part of the thing that people don't understand is it's there is a difference between something's intelligence, being intelligent, and intelligence. Mm-hmm. But... That's a whole nother right. topic we can get so off into.
0: As far as the peg, uh, plastic paganism goes, these are people that are trying to buy their spirituality, and you just it doesn't work that way. We all know it doesn't work that way. We're the we're going to we're w- perfectly willing to be the meanies to put our foot down and say, no, this isn't actual paganism. When you do this, you cannot buy your spirituality by buying things. That doesn't mean, well, because like we sell shirts. That doesn't mean, oh, don't buy anybody else's stuff, just buy our shirts. We appreciate the people that buy our shirts and stickers um, because it does help us. There's a difference between supporting somebody because you like the work that they do and the things that they put out. So if you like the shirt and you like the sticker and it's just it's amusing to you, by all means, get it. But you don't have to buy it for Spirituality. If you have to, it is false. It is a lie, just like with Patreons and um, what's the other things that people have—subscribe stars and so this, whatnot. There's a bunch of different yeah. There's programs, a bunch of different though. ways to support various people that you really appreciate their work: buying their books, buying their shirts, buying stickers, just sending them money, and all of that is it's great. It's fantastic because we've actually toyed with the idea of preying on the plastic pagans, but it just feels so. Well, uh, it's, we can't bring ourselves to do it.
1: Well, and we know that this shit would sell. Well, we've even had people uh, come to us. And basically, if we were willing to sell out all of our values, we could have actually gotten the land. We well, wanted specifically, already. we could have gotten up to 40 acres of land, money to start
0: out with uh, over one hundred thousand dollars to start out with. And all we had to do was guarantee the person a position of religious power in the community that we are setting up.
1: Well, and we just didn't do that. And the funny, well, we were
0: so naive we didn't even realize we didn't this was realize the offer. He,
1: we didn't even realize he was trying to bribe us. Yep. He was trying to buy basically a druid or priest or whatever the fuck position, mm-hmm. some kind of spiritual
0: leader is what he wanted to be, and he he was willing to pay for it. We were so naive
1: and innocent we didn't even realize it until after he stopped talking to us. Well, and part of it is is because the follow up to that conversation was to try and convince me to ditch you. Because he he thought I'd be more willing to go for that argument. And here's the thing is if you were willing to sell your... This is why we don't compromise because we get this all the time. We don't compromise. I mean, you've had it. I've had it. I've had people scream it at me. If we we compromise because our compromise is basically that we are not running off into the woods to live like Bigfoot. Because what we wanted, we want to help our people. That's why we do this. If we sell out the very values that can help our people get out of this, like if we're willing to sell and buy and sell position, that is the same mess we're in currently. Well, and why should anybody listen to us? Well, nobody if, should listen If we're listen willing to, to do that, why should if anybody we can, listen if, to us? Well, it's, it, our people use it as an insult, selling out.
0: Uh, yeah, there's historical context for that, like a body found full of uh, molten gold, uh, bodies where the shirts have been ripped and cut, now, sometimes nipples cut off and and they're buried with money. It's just thrown right on top of them. They're just thrown in a heap in a hole and so, the money cool. is thrown in on top of
1: them and they're buried and forgotten. Well, it's like people will take that and think it's human sacrifice. Our people don't really do human sacrifice. We're disgusted. No, by that it. was an execution and a fuck. You take your money. We yeah. don't we don't want it even after we kill you. Yes. You are so worthless. Your money is worthless. Yeah, that is something our people would do. Mm hmm. Well, because
0: there's two forms of the your money's no good here. The one is you can't buy anything because I'm going to give it. I'm going to give you whatever it is that you want because you're so value valuable to me. The other one is the other version of that is you are such a piece of shit. I won't sell
1: you anything no matter how much money you offer. And that is how our people work. And that's the thing is you can't buy things. To have a spirituality. And the church has actually been partially what's perpetuated this. Oh, I have the three-foot-tall wooden sculpture of wood from Bethlehem of the manger scene. Oh, I have the tallest steeple. Oh, my pipe organ Our is more response. ornate than yours.
0: Our response to pla- plastic uh, paganism. Bane. That little clip
1: that I did. Oh, yeah, that's such a good scene. I've paid you quite this a...
0: gives you power over
1: me? Oh, yeah, he places his hand on the guy's... Do you feel in charge? <laughs> and he's like, I've paid you quite a bit of mo- quite a lot of money. And he's like, and that gives you power over me. That is actually our response. Once we know that somebody's
0: trying to buy us off, but we're so innocent in that regard. We're so honest in that regard. We don't even notice when people are doing that. Well, I've had not at first. It takes it's not that we never notice. It just takes a while. And it's because
1: our mind doesn't work that way. Well, it's part of the problem with plastic paganism and part of why we want to talk about it, why we're talking about it now, mm-hmm. is a huge swath of the pagan sphere falls into this. They are the people that watched uh, Vikings or the, no- or the Northmen, right. which
0: just came out. Well, and some people are doing it maliciously, and I like to think most people are doing it
1: out of naivety. Well, to, to do an example of the difference between plastic paganism and actual ethnic faith tattoos we even we even did a post on this a while ago if you get a tattoo well uh, just recently actually yeah if you do tattoos if you get tattoos and you get tattoos you've earned they have meaning but a lot of people will get tattoos and sometimes it's complete nonsense like i don't know uh kermit the frog mowing your pubes yeah kermit the frog or mowing just your a smiley pubes. face a entire back tattoo of garfield the right. f- cat as a samurai well, stuff like that some
0: people will do it Because they think that pagans are supposed to do this, so then they'll look up traditional tattoos.
1: Except you have to earn those. Right. And here's the thing is, I have a different standard for Fred, the fan of the Vikings TV show, or Fred, who's just really into Celtic folk music, than I do for someone who is actually trying to be pagan. Right. Once you're trying to be pagan, you have standards you have to follow. Mm Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works. And we're not
0: saying remove them.
1: If if you went and did this, no, 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 don't
0: remove them. Use them as a teaching tool. And, and I've, we've discussed this a hundred times. If we, just, if we've discussed it once, don't remove them, use them to teach people. Like I, when I first got into paganism, I thought all pagans were supposed to have to, tattoos and we're supposed to strive to have those or scarification. So I looked up this tattoo and it said that it means this thing. But I didn't earn it, and/or it actually means this other thing that the book was just incorrect on, like uh, some of
1: the people with what's that one symbol? It's a occultish uh, symbol. Oh, there's there's a bunch of them. They're 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 sold and peddled as rune staves, but they're actually based on like a blending of Icelandic magic and like Solomonic Jewish Kabbalah stuff. Right. So just use them as. And, and here's the other thing too. I have no
0: problem with somebody getting one of those just because it looks cool. Well, that's at least honest. Yeah. Because they do. Some of them look freaking ridiculously awesome.
1: Well, it's like um, if you get a whole body tattoo, like Yakuza style, Mm -hmm. let's say that you then want to get a tattoo that actually has meaning, but you're already all tatted up. What do you do? What can you do at that point? Right. I mean, your only option at that point, honestly, is scarification. Because just scar on top of the tattoo of the koi fish and the... Luffy from One Piece right. and whatever.
0: Well, and the thing is, these tattoos, they they represent personal sacrifice. They represent great and difficult deeds that was done. They re- they represent so many different things in life. And th- those tattoos also herald your family, your tribe, who it is that you come from. There's And there's no esoteric meaning to the tattoos because otherwise there would be no purpose to the tattoo it's it's like
1: holding up a sign saying this is who i am. Well, it's uh your tattoos are the story of your life. Yes. What have you earned? What have you done? It's like we used the example of uh, some of these tattoos that people get that are on buried chieftains or princesses quote unquote or whatever from pagan times ever noticed
0: that they are always chieftains or princesses?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Princess it's, I? Well, it, it's for some reason, dead Europeans have the same effect as your average white person with a supposed Cherokee ancestor. Right. It's always royalty. For instance, let's use examples that people might be more aware of, because I do think people understand that like plastic paganism, you know the difference. You know the difference between the actual woman trying to do paganism and the woman in the chainmail bikini with like the fur cloak and all of the random makeup and like all the braids and the- The Sexy nurse syndrome. Yeah, sexy nurse versus actual nurse. Mm -hmm. So an example, let's use masculinity because everyone knows fake masculinity from real masculinity.
0: Oh yeah, the lumbersexuals.
1: The lumbersexuals versus the actual working man. Everyone knows the difference. Oh yeah, you can see it on them from a distance. Well, and one of the dead giveaways, honestly, is that uh, hipsters and people—the overly groomed beard—the overly groomed
0: beard, is, overly one groomed beard is one giveaway. of the dead
1: giveaways because if you look at historically, you didn't really trim your beard, and if you trimmed your beard, you trimmed it. You didn't then go back and then retrim it to keep it that perfect shape. Right. That most people would just rich let people grow. did that. Yes. Rich
0: useless people that didn't actually do anything did that.
1: But um, then you have. For another example, let's use Christianity. People, there are, and we'll use folk Christianity because it's a different, weird thing. Mm-hmm. But there's the actual well, ones.
0: <laughs> I like the thing that you said the other day. I love folk Christians.
1: Oh, I love folk Christianity. Where else can you find supposedly good Christians do uh, committing heresy and blasphemy on a regular basis? Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Well, it's true. It's like, tell me Santa Claus spawned out of good puritanical Christianity. But with all of these things, if you take, like, for instance, let's use the film Dogma. In Dogma, there's the, you know, the 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 stereotypical meme statue of Jesus Christ where he's going, you know, got his fingers pointing at you and he's kind of going. And everyone knows that that is a joke. It's how commercial the church has become. But it doesn't actually have any spiritual meaning. It's literally right. just to try and get well, people. It's like in, in our seats.
0: store. I made those stickers, uh, a ticket to Valhalla. A t- I think I did three of them. There might ticket only to Valhalla, a ticket to Volk- Unger I think you had a ticket to hell as well. Or I was working on it, but nobody seems interested in those. But um, I did those to mock the church because they used to actually sell tickets to heaven.
1: Oh, yeah. They, they sell tickets to heaven. One of my favorite things in, in uh, Christianity is the sin eater. Because they would actually pay poor people to come in and eat bread that had been symbolically given the sins from the... uh, Lay down the
0: corpse's chest to absorb the sins of the dead person. And then the poor person would eat the bread so that the rich person could go to heaven. Yeah, I would have been a sin eater and a fat one at that. (laughs) Bring me your dead. Bring me your dead and your bread. Because I don't believe in any of this nonsense. Just like the Monty Python skit.
1: Bring out your dad. (laughs) And that's the thing is, oh, man, the Monty Python has done some great movies that mock Christianity. Like Mm. in Life of Brian with all the different prophets. And you have the boring one that's like, and, you know. And and
0: they all represent different branches of Christianity.
1: Yes. Like uh, you have everything from the Baptist preacher to I think the boring one is supposed to be like an English vicar or something. Yeah. Well, and I find it hilarious that there's basically two kinds of priests. There's the corrupt SOBs it, who are pretty much doing it because they can get money. Mm-hmm. Then you have the other version, which is, man, I can't believe I bought this for so long. Back to my botany. That, because that, those actually existed. Like, a lot of scientific advancement was done by these basically disillusioned well, reverends. a lot is an overestimation. but Some. Some. But some for an organization that is inherently anti-science. Yep, right. Is, is impressive. Well, and it it was specifically the ones that get disillusioned, and then they mm-hmm. just have a lot of time on their hands because what do they do? They show up, they do things, and then they basically have free room and board.
0: Right. Well, and as far as the history of that goes, too, there was some of them that became disillusioned because they saw things like the the Catholic uh, churches and uh, the, the soup kitchens, the equivalent of soup kitchen, kitchens and um, foster homes in Ireland, run by the Catholics. And, yeah, there's some, some Catholics that will say, oh, no, those weren't mass graves because what do you call a graveyard where there's a bunch of bodies laid out? Of course it's a mass grave, or laid out and buried. Of course it's a mass grave. No, 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 dear people. The ones that they found in the sewers, literally just thrown in the sewers under the churches, under the um, the foster homes, under the soup kitchens of these children,
1: well, that's like pointing out that a lot of oh, none but, reasonable. anyways,
0: um, because I, I get really worked up over that particular topic. There's, there's been, per, there was priests at the time that became aware of that, tried shutting down the churches, and they were excommunicated for the trouble.
1: Well, I mean, it's like when people talk about the antichrist coming. The antichrist mm-hmm. has come many, many times before. Yes,
0: and it's just ask the pope because he'll tell you. Well, the antichrist it, has been here so many times. And by the way, I've been called an antichrist by. By priests, both oh, I got Catholic uh, and. Uh, I outrank Baptist. you. When
1: I was in a Catholic church, I got called Satan. Noise. Yes. All I did. This is all I did. Jesus is Jewish. That's all I did. That's it. That's all I did. That, that's what truth. I got that for. And here's the thing: is there are so many of these. Let's call them. Just like there's plastic pagans, there's plastic Christians.
0: We we we've, we've all met them too.
1: Yeah. The the, the fa- people
0: with the. They have all the, the saint candles. They have all the, like, 50,000 crosses, 200 Bibles, a billion pictures. They have the praying hand statues, all this stuff. And the, they don't do anything that they're supposed to do. They, some of them are straight-up bad people. And then, they think, <clears throat> and then they think because they bought all this stuff and they give money to the church that they're going to go to heaven.
1: Well, and here's the thing is, by the rules of Catholicism and a lot of versions of Christianity, they are. Mm-hmm. not by the actual rules in the book. Technically, in the book, all of you, all Christians are just going to wait in their corpses on ground on earth until they're resurrected as zombies and then thrown into a pit of fire. Right. Um, read your book, Christians, for anybody that listens to us. Yeah. Or heathens, actually. Just oh, heathens. Go through. Read it like like what it is. It's a Oh, book. And this brings read me it from to... beginning
0: to end and see all the fuckery that's in it so you can share it with your christian friends oh, and family oh man
1: the amount of people that will so this is actually a giant pet peeve i have and it's i'm going to label this under the plastic christians cuz it's not pop pagan uh, plastic pagans not plastic christians it's not under pop paganism because it's not popular culture but there are so many people that will talk about things like we we did a whole podcast on it for real hmm if real doesn't exist it's not a germanic or even a european concept it's science fiction you may as well call it the force well
0: and one of my favorite things is very shortly after that i got a random message but what about Vril? what uh yes i know about Vril. Vril is the force it comes from a science fiction novel i'd have to look it up again because i don't remember the guy's name or better yet you can go listen to the the podcast episode because i mentioned it half a dozen times
1: through there well, and then you have people that will, and I just wrote a whole article on it. Talk about Odin as the god of poetry. Mm-hmm. It's because Bragi is not very aesthetically cool to to mimic, but Odin, you, you know, you put an eye patch on you. Well, and it's not that Bragi is not cool to, to mimic. It's he's not fashionable, and that's what plastic paganism is. Right. Is it's a trend. It's fashion. It's why. Oh yeah, something else I wanted to bring up. So go ahead, finish. Uh, it's a trend, but that's why. Here's the thing. This is not a pagan revival because too many people that claim to be pagan are simply people who are following a trend. And the Northmen actually is going to revivify that trend for a while. Mm-hmm. Because with Vikings Valhalla with the black female chieftain, it was kind of slowly dying out. But now with the Northmen, it's actually going to get revivified and you're going to have this trend continue. Right. Well, like the we only watched uh, clips of it. Um, our friend
0: Neil, he watched all of it and he was just he was livid, livid at the end of it. Well, not even the end of it. I think he, he was like three minutes in it and already. Well, he, he, I think angry. He, he
1: finished it. I think his parents did as well. They thought it was an absolute trash movie. Right. But he's actually. He's, well, I was going to bring up is in the clips, the sorceress or whatever the hell she is.
0: Uh, the the seer played uh, by. Yeah, it, and it, it plays right into this plastic paganism and a lot of the stuff that it's universalist. Because that headdress and everything is not based off from anything European. It's based off from Amazonian stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. The design is very... It's like they went on Instagram and just looked up Viking model. I wouldn't be surprised if Bjork designed her own outfit. I never looked it up, but Bjork is known for these nonsensical outfits. But that's not how the Sears looked. You can even find old depictions of the Sears. They just look like women.
0: Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, if you want to know what a Sear looks like... Uh, Go go to your great grandmother if she's still alive or your grandmother if you have one that's old or go find somebody else's really old grandmother. There's your seer. That's what they look like. Well,
1: it's not that there weren't younger seers, but people didn't tend to
0: take them seriously. Yeah. Well, because they had to prove themselves. Yes. And, and yeah, it's like everything else. It's not what most people think it is. And when it is that, it is still not what they think it is.
1: Well, it's like the difference between someone with natural talent. It's like uh, the Oracle of Delphi, I think. Mm-hmm. That started out, I believe, as actual seers and oracles or right. whatever. Towards
0: the end, it actually became, um, how was it the, the Greeks put it, a travesty. Well, it's because... And a sh- uh, uh, sham or charlatan is usually what's translated to.
1: Well, basically what it was is it went from people who actually supposedly had these gifts... To I'm gonna A business. Huff, uh, it became a business model. I'm going to huff volcanic ash and tell you what I hallucinate. Right.
0: Well, and the thing is that what was getting them going wasn't actually volcanic ash. They was drinking some kind of drug. It's all documented. You just got to do some actual well, digging, that, but it's there.
1: Well, that's why I get so irritated when people start talking about, well, you need to try mushrooms. You need to try this. If you need to use that, you don't have any abilities. Right. What that's supposed to do, it's like the cult of Dionysus. Why did they drink wine? Here's the thing it's because it removes your inhibitions part lo- a good chunk of Dionysus and also just partying that's
0: what i think honestly most of it was i don't think it was like some religious or holy rite it was just they drank wine and oh hey yeah Dionysus is the god of badness and uh, and wildness and and wine yeah and wine basically yeah let's word it that way because otherwise i have to dig deep into my thesaurus find the right words. That's why I stutter sometimes is because we're teaching whether we want to or not, we're teaching. And the way that we word things matters. But anyways, I don't think that they oh the wine and praise Dionysus and Dionysus bless me as I drink your wine. No, they just the the wine is associated with Dionysus and you don't drink it to get close to Dionysus. You it's kind of the other way around, I guess. You get close to Dionysus because you are drinking it. But you, then again, you, if you rely on it, you got to remove the fucking religion. The religion fucks it all up. Well,
1: and here's as the soon
0: thing. as you do. It's like what we was talking about the other day. Intention matters. If you do a good thing for the intention of other people saying what a good person, you are not a good person.
1: Well, it's like um, there is more power in Easter eggs, for instance, because everyone knows Easter eggs or putting up a uh, Christmas tree. If you're doing it just because you like it and because it's the season and you want to have it up for Bravo,
0: man, you're doing it right.
1: Because once you're like, well, you see, this represents the tree of life. And these eggs are for the uh, symbolic fertility tokens or whatever. They actually lose power because now you're doing it with intention. You're doing it to with conscious intention. That's yes. that's
0: the that's the issue right there. It's that conscious intention ruins it. it, it, it sorry, that's just the way that it is. And, well, and that's it, part of the reason why you can't pick pick your gods,
1: your gods pick you. Well, yes, uh, whoever your patron is, you pick it. Like there are cults that have broader things, but it's sort of like joining a fan club. Doesn't nece- like say you join the Star Trek fan club. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are on good terms with Will Shatner. Right. That's Will a g- Shatner.
0: Will Shatner might hate you. He might have a uh, what are those things called where you can't come within so many yards of a uh, restraining order. Yeah, he might have a restraining
1: order <laughs> on you. Well, and that's the thing is, and that's a gross oversimplification. It's more complicated than that, but whatever. Yeah. Well, really, without one-on-one and spending a lot of time with people. We we can only paint with a broad brushstroke. Well, here's the thing: is like you could, I've tried to bring this up to people. The reason that everybody ends up focusing on just the few major gods, typically from each pantheon, it seems to be one of two things. One, it's a Yahweh replacement. They are literally trying to replace Yahweh, uh, mm-hmm. Yahweh shaped whole. So that's why they pick a god, usually a big one. Whether that's Zeus, well, the Dogda, loom. usually they're disillusioned and/or
0: angry at Christianity, which leaves that Yahweh-shaped sh- hole, and then they try plugging it with a Yahweh, and it. it so then they start putting spackle
1: made from crushed up Yahweh on top of the god that right. doesn't quite
0: fit. It doesn't really work that way.
1: And then the other thing is, is naturally, the first god you would probably be exposed to in your life would be the god you would actually be venerating.
0: Oh, um, oh, something else I was going to bring up is uh, the the feathers. That I have. I have all of $500 worth of feathers.
1: And you just found them when we got walking. Yeah, I
0: found them them on the ground when we was going for walks. But there's people that would pay the money for the feathers because of the spirituality enacted with them because they need them for some ritual. They need them for some ceremony. They need them for some bullshit. And you don't. You don't.
1: Well, part of what comes with the plastic paganism is a hyperinflated kind of near LARPing sense of ego. Yeah. Like, for instance, is that, it's not just a European thing, well, by the they way. get
0: really mad when you call them out on it. Yes. I'm sure that there's some people already turned this, well, this it, podcast it, off and stomped away.
1: It's not just Norse pagans. It's not just Celtic pagans. It's also the other races' ethnic faith, yeah. like the uh, Indians, the Native Americans. Oh, man, they people. get so fucking mad people fucking want their shit. Oh, yeah. And, and,
0: and the worst culprits aren't us. It's themselves. They, they get less angry at white people that don't understand their their spirituality than they do with the other engines that goes off in these really weird tangents, and then everybody listens to them.
1: Well, a lot of their stuff has unfortunately been Europeanized, like mm-hmm. coyote. I think coyote and bears, like they're they're. Well, the to reality
0: bear. of it is, is why should we expect no somebody not us to actually understand it, and the other races. Should operate on the same premises. They can't really understand it. They can kind of get a rough grasp of it, but there's no way
1: somebody not them can understand it. Well, it's like the Great Spirit nonsense or uh, Coyotes, this great mm-hmm. trickster. Good God, no, he's actually more of a boogie. Well, and they didn't have a there was not Pan American. No, well, there was no Pan American tradition. There, like the Apache are not the same as the Iroquois. Right. Same in Europe, the Hessians are not the same as the Picts. Right. Now, what they did
0: have was a similar approach.
1: Because they're the same overall same, race.
0: Same yeah, they're the same race, they're the same species, the so they have the same spirit. But there's there's gonna be completely different ways of
1: approaching it, same same way with us. Well, and what I was specifically getting at actually was you've actually met Native Americans that do this. Mm-hmm. I can hunt buffalo because I am Native You don't American. even have to actually meet them, but yes,
0: I've met a lot of them. Because you can find them all over YouTube.
1: They think they can actually hunt or They live track. in
0: Detroit, but they can track and, and commune just with the wolf because... They're just Native American. Yes. Uh, that's it's all it like is. It's kind of like these assholes, they... Uh, uh, well, I'm pagan, and I got my axe-wielding card just yesterday. Yeah, what? it's
1: like people that become pagan and think they're automatically a warrior. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Or uh, they're pagan, and they're automatically able to commune with the spirits, and they're shamanic... There's a disturbing amount of people that join paganism and then claim to have dreams of Thor or Odin. Like, there was one. Well, and I want to believe that they actually have
0: dreams of it, but what never occurs to these people is, it might have just been a dream.
1: Well, some of them, I know that they're full of crap because of what they described. Yeah. Like, for instance, there was one person who was part Jewish, and he claimed that Thor and Odin came to him in a vision and took him to Valhalla and said, Your place is right here with us. You can come come to the Valhalla. A nerdy Wiccan Jew had Odin and Thor come and comfort... Personally, personally, two of the biggest gods in the Edic mythology, come just to stroke your ego and tell you you're a good boy and you definitely belong in the hall of the great warriors who were slain in battle. I'm going to call bullshit. Yeah. Well, because here's...
0: It's a UPG moment. I don't normally talk about stuff like this, but I have had dreams. One might call them visions because they was so vivid. I don't hold a lot of stock on it because I can't know that it's true. It's well, I don't just automatically dismiss it, but I don't share it and go about like, oh, pay attention to me because this God and that God came to me and said this thing. No, I'm not a fucking Christian. I'm, that's what Christians do. That's what these supposed holy people do to make themselves important so that people will listen to them so that they can then start a religion and fuck everybody's wives because all those religions start that way.
1: Oh, yes. I had a vision of the Virgin Mary or I had a vision of Jesus. Let's start a new church. The angel of Michael came to
0: me and then gave me these golden tablets and all you people follow me. And then um, you can have many wives, but then I, as the chosen one, get to fuck all of your wives when I send you away on missionary work. Yeah, that's John whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. But they all do the same thing. I'm not those people, and I try to keep myself rooted. So then could these things be visions? Yes. Could it be a dream? Quite
1: likely. Well, I mean, part of the issue that seems to be happening is our people are... They want this messianic figure to show up, mm-hmm. which is in of itself a very Christian concept. We don't really have this in paganism. Well, there's the coming king. Yes, the sleeping king whose mythology is a thing, but it's not a messianic complex. Yeah, he's not going to show up and be like,
0: I am the sleeping bear king who have awoken. And if he does um, beat him with a stick.
1: Oh, it's like hilarious. Because
0: when... there is a guy running around England claiming Oh, that. Yeah,
1: and he's liberal as fuck. Yeah. He's, I think he's, like, pro-multicultural. He,
0: he's preying on the on the people interested in paganism and ethnic faith.
1: Well, it's—how do I put this? It's, it's weird because the plastic pagans are actually less susceptible to that mm-hmm. because they don't really believe. Right. They, they've bought their spirituality, so it doesn't really matter to them these sorts of things. It's the people that actually want to believe— Mm-hmm. that are the ones that are falling for that the most well i've
0: also noticed that a lot of people especially the plastic, plastic paganism but there's other people that do the same thing what they're doing is following the path of least resistance yes it's what can what position what can i do that requires the least amount of actual effort and sacrifice on my end that will gain me the most amount of esteem and status. prestige. Well, it's status. why
1: it's why people try to make Odin all these gods. Is because if Odin is all of these different aspects, then if you can be a priest or a shaman or whatever, then you get all these status. It's Just like, like, you... like
0: the Christian priests.
1: Well, and that's the thing. The Christian priests moved in and they replaced the war leaders. They replaced the lords. They replaced the people of high status. The fathers, the fathers of the homes. The fathers. And then they would personally... If they didn't like an area, they would push all the people, the men to war and the women to nunneries. Yeah. This happened in various areas. It's why there's so few hash, if any, in hash right now.
0: Right. It's, it's mostly people. There, Yeah. they are they're different people. We have suspicions, but we don't know for a fact which tri- which European tribe they are. They're, they are Europeans. But um, yeah, that's that's a whole that's a whole other conversation. Currently right now it's under investigation.
1: Yes. But. One of the things that I think why we, it's so important to bring up this pe- uh, plastic paganism is because there are so many, so many of them in the pagan sphere. And then they expect to be treated with the same amount of respect, digni- dignity, and
0: I think quite attention. often those are the people that get the, the most angry with us.
1: Yes. Well, it's like um, there's them on YouTube. And the annoying thing is... Part of the dead giveaway, at least for me, with plastic pagans is, and I'll I'll give the audience actually a uh, a, a challenge here, is if they can't do paganism without the toys and the widgets and yeah, the we're not randomly. saying throw them away, P- pack them up, put them in a closet. Yes, this is my challenge to anybody that's worried about aesthetic pag aesthetic paganism, plastic paganism. Right. Take well because, the rune stones. Well, hold on, before fir- you do
0: that, um, it's because we suspect some of the. "Quote unquote plastic pagans who who have bought the things because you think that you need the stuff. You're actually being genuine, so this is your opportunity to test yourself. Am I actually genuine? Was I fooled into getting these things, or did I actually get them just because I like them, or did I get them because I think that I need them? So then comes this part of a challenge. This is this is why the challenge. We want you to." If you suspect that you might possibly be because you've bought all these religious trinkets,
1: try this just to see if you might have actually fallen into that trap. Well, and then there might be some people that have been doing it, saying they're a pagan, and they didn't even realize that it's pretty much just counterculture. It's like goth or emo to them. So take all these things. Take uh, if you've got candles, rune stones. Uh, all number, your
0: ceremonial and ritual stuff. All
1: the stuff. All the stuff. And then just pack it in a box. Your Don't altar, get rid of it. All of that. Just pack it up in a box. And then just put it aside. Put it in a closet. Put it under your bed. Put it wherever you can put it. And then go three months. Three months without opening it up and using it. If you And still do paganism. Yes. So. In other words, live your life well. Be
0: noble. Can you still be noble without a special flute or a, uh, what's that bowl that you rub your penis around on until you shriek in an singing even bowls. tone? Yeah, the singing bowls it, Can and the, the special candles and the chants. and Can you still be noble without, without all that stuff? It's, it's a serious question. Can you still commune with the gods simply by,
1: I don't know, living life? Well, here's the thing is if you can't be your religion, if you're bum fucking naked, then you don't actually have a spirituality when right. you have is fashion sense. And
0: the thing is, is everybody knows this is true. We instinctive, everybody on the planet knows this is true. If you cannot have a spirituality without having the stuff, then it is a rich man's religion.
1: Well, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Honestly, we're trying. to. Well, the thing is, ethnic faith is not a religion. No, it's a way what- of being. The way I've actually described it is ethnic faith is living your life the way you were meant to live it. That's why everything in ethnic faith
0: is is spiritual. And there is no good word for it because faith
1: in ethnic faith is incorrect. It's not a blind belief. No. And here's what universalist religions are, and that includes the revealed religions that masquerade as pagan. What you're doing with those is basically saying, I am not capable of running my life myself. I am going to give my autonomy, my spirituality, and my way of being. Over I will to. enslave
0: myself to you, person.
1: A God-fearing man, uh, give yourself over to a higher power, Guru, all this nonsense. priest,
0: imam, uh, shaman, uh, gothi, it doesn't matter what they call themselves.
1: Self-proclaimed merman, whatever your right. weird religion You're, you're is.
0: just enslaving yourself to this person. And that's not what ethnic faith is.
1: Well, and here's the thing is, it can actually turn into the point where it is extreme autopilot. Because, mm-hmm. like, you actually met a guy. He did not even realize he was Hindu. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh. He, until I seven still years. I feel bad for him. He, and, like, you actually told me about him. He basically ended up joining a cult. A Hindu cult. Didn't even realize Which it wasn't t- even a Hindu cult. It was literally just
0: Hinduism. Yes. Because it was part of the mainstream Hinduism. And he ended up going to... India and he conversed with all these gurus and
1: gave away the, all his stuff uh, gave away his yeah. got rid of his entire life cut he ties up, with everybody yeah,
0: he ended up cutting ties with his the friends and family that he he grew up with because he was seeking enlightenment and all this stuff and then blew all of his wealth in India and then when he woke up in a fucking gutter one day he's like how the fuck did I get here and it's like the way that he described it is almost like he was sleepwalking for years yeah. and then he just woke up and he's like I'm in a gutter in India, and I've been dreaming for these
1: last seven years. He didn't years, even realize what, he was Hindu. Yeah. That's the that's the crazy part is he woke up, and he's like, holy shit, I'm a Hindu. When the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. To the point when you, by the time you met him, if someone tried to bring up Hinduism in a positive context, he'd be like, no, you don't understand. You have no oh, idea yeah. how the bad this is. The dude would lose his shit. Like, actually come to physical blows. Like, PTSD-level yeah.
0: anger. Yeah. he He was... He was definitely scarred by it. It, What it was is because after he cut off all the ties and then gave away all of his worldly belongings. Notice this also goes with many of these things. Give away all of your worldly belongings. Then they just left him to
1: fucking die. Well, it's because they couldn't milk him anymore. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, that's kind of how Hinduism works. And he started off a fairly wealthy dude.
0: And he fell so far that me coming up from the bottom, I bumped into him in the middle. Well, and that's the thing with plastic paganism. They are using you. Pay me $5,000 a weekend, and I shall show you for a weekend, a seven-day weekend at the spa, and I shall teach you all the intricacies of the internal spiritual blah, blah, blah. I can't even fucking mimic the crap because For it's 9, so, nine, to
1: nine yeah, a month. That's
0: as close as I can get. I
1: can get you into Valhalla.
0: And they uh, so many of them do this. But have, has anybody noticed how many priests, spiritual leaders, guides, and they have the dreams and the visions and the meditations there are in the pagan circles? Um, so my point that I was, I was going to bring this up earlier it, when you said that we aren't actually in a pagan revival yet, I was going to bring up the yet part. This has happened several times before where, People, they start searching for a spirituality, so on and so forth. And then an actual pagan revival starts. And then because occultism will usually be in the beginning, people start waking up, realizing that it's not a occult, that occultism isn't it. They start actively pursuing, but occultism remains a taint. And then you end up with priests and, and, occultism and then occultism kills
1: the, it. And then the occultism has killed
0: every single pagan revival. Yes. And it's because people can't get rid of it. We need to get rid of it. The, the pagan revival
1: isn't yet. We're actually early. Well, what we have to start doing is treating occultism and uh, Christianity the same way most Christians treat paganism. Yeah. It is a mythology that is not ours. It occasionally makes good comic books. Don't take tips from them on how to be pagan. No. And here's the beautiful thing is, like we mentioned earlier about the folk faith. The folk faith of Christianity, once you can figure it out, and I, you it takes a while to figure this out, mm-hmm. start picking out the Christian bits, what you're left with is basically a watered-down paganism. Well, and,
0: oh, man, Here, it just absolutely kills me a lot. The, so I think, really, for people to avoid a lot of the bullshit out there, just look for the, the plastic pagans. Look for the plastic pagans, and if you see a plastic pagan, don't listen to them. Because we find all kinds of experts and holy people and then everything that comes out of their mouth like they'll be talking about the the pagan stories etc etc you're trying to learn it right if you're listening you're trying to learn it right and bravo but watch out for plastic pagans because most of the bullshit that we've we fight against constantly that is based on absolutely nothing is from the plastic pagans don't listen to plastic pagans
1: and that's the thing is it's like for instance people will tell the story of the theft of the meat of poetry and they'll try to use this as the means by how Odin is the god of poetry. Missing several important things here. And usually cutting off the tail end of it.
0: Oh, yeah. they'll Just, just like a good Christian, they lose the tail end of
1: the story because the tail end of the story doesn't match what they want the story to be. Well, they, they skip Kvasir. They, they'll skip that Kvasir was what the meat of poetry is made out of. They'll skip that all the Aesir took a uh, drink of the meat of poetry it wasn't exclusively an odin thing by any means they'll they'll uh, skip leave my... off the shit poetry oh part. yeah the fact that odin is specifically credited with shitting out bad poetry he shed it out and by
0: the way you can read it on the uh, last post that you did on the wilder life project
1: or wilder well, project dot life website that we run yes and this is one of the things it's like when people talk about odin giving his eye at mimir as well he paid it to Mimir in exchange for a drink. He didn't drop it in the well. Right. I understand how but cool that sounds. But Plastic
0: Pagans say it all the time.
1: And it's because what people are... do Or, like, they'll take Loki and make him responsible for every bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Loki gets... Weirdly enough, a lot of Heimdall stuff gets credited to Loki. Right,
0: well, like Thor going uh, in the wedding dress. And Loki tricked him. No, it wasn't Loki. It was, it was Heimdall.
1: Yeah, Heimdall said it. And this is partly why... The plastic paganism is so harmful is because there are people who are trying to learn it right because by nature how you learn but about most of us try to learn it the right way which is listening
0: to people that speak confidently because they know what they're talking about otherwise they wouldn't speak confidently right yeah except for plastic pagans have no problem speaking confidently
1: well it's like people that um are are raised uh, most people are christian so i use mm-hmm. that example they're raised they hear about god jesus probably the virgin mary but ignore those and then they'll talk about, like, a famous local saint or a saint that your mother follows or mm-hmm. something like that. And then you also have occupational heroes like William Tell or Robin Hood and uh, Paul Bunyan or Johnny Appleseed in the United States. Mm-hmm. You'll learn about stories of Davy Jones if you join, like, the Navy or a sailor. They typically tell stories of Storm along or Davy Jones. And that's how you pick up stories. It's like, how do you learn the stories of a smithing god? You join a smithing guild. Well... I don't know how accurate this is, um, but it seems to me like if you have to try to be pagan, you're not. Well, it's the intention. It it sounds ludicrous. It really does. And part of why I want to add a caveat to what you just said, even though I think it's correct, is we have told people this and then they stop putting in the effort at all and they become worse than they were before they supposedly went. Right, because
0: there, there are these things that you have to nurture in yourself. And you nurture it not for yourself. You nurture it for your people. Strength, courage, and wisdom. Wisdom is understanding, not raw knowledge. Well, and that's that's part of it. And here's the thing is... So it's not even necessarily understanding the gods. It's understanding life, period.
1: Yes. Well, here's the thing is it's, it's like we've talked about before. There are people out there that are pagan and the least pagan thing they do is the most blatantly pagan thing they'll take part in folk songs they'll take part in folk dances they'll run a forest school they'll go out to the woods and collect food those are the most pagan things that these people do and And then they go to i don't know temple of odin which is the least
0: uh, pagan thing that they do
1: yeah so they do the rune casting and these are quite
0: often people will understand these things backwards Yes. Like they'll think that the most pagan thing that they're doing is going to temple and the least pagan thing that they do is going for a walk in the woods. No,
1: no, no, no. It's exactly backwards. Well, it's partly because uh, people are trying to... People understand that Christianity ripped stuff off from paganism. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is for some reason people end up grabbing a hold of the Christian parts and ignoring the parts that are pagan that they picked Mm -hmm. up. Um,
0: Well, and I think that... Part of the reason why people end up grabbing a hold of plastic paganism is because otherwise you have to become strong. That, that doesn't mean that you have to deadlift a, a, a ton. I mean, if you can, bravo. But no, physically and mentally, emotionally strong. You have to become courageous. You have to start understanding things, the interactions between people and nature, and actually understanding. Yes, you ha- you're going to have to learn some things. But the knowledge itself is less important than the understanding that you can gain. And this isn't spiritual meditate your fucking way to the, the understanding. It's actually get your hands dirty.
1: Well, there's too many funny hats and not enough calloused hands. Right, exactly.
0: Day. Because all these other the religions have funny hats. Ethnic faith has calloused hands. Develop the calloused hands. Love your family. Be noble. These are the things that's... What makes it so hard for so many people and why they try to buy their spirituality is because they, I, they have to develop the strength, the courage, the wisdom, the three gifts from the gods to our people. They have to behave with nobility, even when they don't want to. Sometimes you just want to be petty, but you don't be petty. You be noble, which sometimes might come across as being cruel. But you're never cruel, always kind, never nice, never cruel. But you are harsh, you're brutal, you're savage, you're ruthless. You live without remorse because there is no point in being remorseful. You move forward and if you did something wrong, you never do it again. Period. There is no absolution. You, you can beg forgiveness all you want. And it doesn't matter if if you are forgiven. Can you even forgive yourself? If you actually know that you did something wrong, the truth is, is no, you can't. So you will never get absolution. What you've done wrong is yours to carry for the rest of your life. But you have to become strong enough that you can carry it and keep other people from making those mistakes. You have to be an example. Plastic pagans don't want to pay that price. You don't need to know the names of any of the gods. You don't have to know. You don't have to know these ceremonies. You don't have to even know history, really. The, the That's knowledge, and it's all well and good. But don't get that stuff. Don't listen to plastic pagans. Just don't. They are going to lie to you
1: because they're fucking weak. Okay. And that is pretty much the problem with plastic pagans. They're weak and they have decided that they would rather try to buy with coin what they can't buy with hard work and honesty. Well, like that little fucking that meme that
0: that we put up is it's a real picture of that very loosely. Let's call him a pagan priest. And there's a monster of a man standing beside him with his son. Because that's the context there. The pathetic ass priest. You can see the the connivingness. Yes, the weakness on him as he relishes the fact that this large man, who could crush him, is, is yeah, is subservient to him. And why? Well, because he's got the book and the fancy sash, and the, I run this this temple.
1: No, no, no. Well, and here's the other thing I really want to bring up is this is a ploy that people have done since the beginning of time. How do I get strong people to defend me when I'm not useful? I sell them the ill. I convince them they have an illness for which I only have the cure. Yes. I got some newsflash for anybody that's worried about it. You don't need a go-between for the gods. Nope. You can talk
0: to them. Without any props, all you have to do is just open yourself up and start talking to them. They may answer, in which case, if if you know for a fact that they answered, you might poop yourself a little bit. But you might get a voice back in your head. It might just be you talking yourself. It might be the gods talking to you. There might be no return voice, but that
1: doesn't mean that you can't talk to them. Doesn't mean that one of them ain't listening. Well, and I'd like to bring up something we brought up on a previous podcast again. The balance episode, I brought up the three balance points of the Triketra, but there's a really common duality that people will talk about, Apollonian and Dionysian. There is a reason that in the ancients, among the ancients, there was a third point, the Herculean, the strength, the strength to do what you must It doesn't matter how wild you think you are. It doesn't matter how high-minded you think you are. Without the strength and conviction to do what you want to do, what you must do, do, whether you want to or not. Yes, what you must do, what you have to do, and what you can do for the people around you. Leonidas had strength of will. He had strength of character, and he knew he was marching to his death, but he did it anyway because that was the best bet Sparta had. And this is the thing, is the oldest parts of paganism, you can see it in our stories, in our culture to this day. We are a people who value heroes, and all heroes start as normal, average people. So if we want to find out whether or not we have a heroic spirit, and a spirit of just a good person and a good pagan. Or if we want to find out if we're buying our spirituality, I repeat the challenge I said earlier. Take all of the pagan memorabilia you have from the bear furs and the drums to the runes and the statues of Odin or the Dogda or Sununus or whatever. Put it you can put it safely, even pad it up in a box and put it aside for three months. If you don't need that for three months and you can still truly be pagan in your heart of hearts and you know that you are doing what you can, then you've succeeded. You're not a plastic pagan. You have nothing to worry about. You are being honest, earnest, and trying your very best. And with that, the lore keeper is going to go out. And everybody, keep an eye out for plastic pagans. Because just like the ocean, one's not too big a problem. But once you have thousands of the freaking things, there starts to be some issues. Yep plastics bad for the environment reject
0: the plastic pagan all right uh yeah i hope everybody mm, got something out of this so uh yeah until then uh, i guess we'll see you guys next week stay strong man